0: It's interesting this whole college thing, um, because by the time, but then in twenty seventeen when I graduated from high school, I really didn't know that. I just believed that going to college was the only way for me. Um, I didn't know have other opportunities. I didn't know about entrepreneurship um, or other forms of, you know, creating your income, whether you have a social or not. Later, when my junior year of college, um, because I wish that I would have known that, since I would have made a decision more. Um, more of mine, I feel like I was doing college from parents, and you know the idea of the of the American dream like you need to go to school and all of these things, but I also think that you can still be successful to what it means to be successful to you in a way you know, so I do want to put that out there because I think that society is changing um our people is also changing, and not everybody who's working did can go to college no um and sometimes being a business owner can be more doable than going to college, which is a mind blow to me.
1: What is going on everyone? I'm your host Kevin Munoz. You're listening to the Leo podcast where we talk about various educational topics especially those impacting the Latin American community. This is today's free episode. If you want early access to episodes and bonus episodes you can find that right now on our patreon.com slash latinamericaneo.com and if not, then enjoy this one. In today's Talk Your Business segment, where I bring entrepreneurs from the community just like you and I to share their stories and tips on how they kickstarted their businesses, I had the pleasure to speak with May Perez, founder and owner of Lunar Tisanal. A business born out of intention and love, Lunar Tisanal is bringing you beautiful hand artisan and sustainable pieces made in El Salvador. May founded Lunar Artisanal because of three reasons. One, being born in El Salvador, May experienced and saw the need for socioeconomic development within the artisan community. Two, her nostalgia and love for the land made her crave Central American visibility and representation in the United States. And lastly, the need to survive and work in this country. Being an immigrant put a lot of systematic barriers for May to find employment and the inability to travel back because of immigration policies fueled her to pursue her vision. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode.
0: Well, hello everybody, I'm May Perez and I'm from was I was born in El Salvador and i'm 23 i live in boston um i just graduated from college last year but i've been planning or working on my business ever since 20 well actually i manifested my business first and then <laughs> action yeah yeah so i always like to say that because i think that sometimes when we work on projects or anything a job or anything that you start you think that you started it the day that you applied for it or the day that you found it. But I think that we need to be considered about the intention behind, you know, I think that you thought you manifested it somehow, if you really wanted it, or at least I like to see things like that way. Um, So for me, I manifested my business in 2018, 19 um, towards the end of 2018, towards 2019. So you've been um, thinking
1: about it for a while then it wasn't yeah. like a, like a, Wow, that looks cool. I'm gonna do it myself or like no. I really wanna do this. It was just you actually like uh have been thinking about doing this for a while and then you finally took that kind of leap, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and the thing is that I like to journal a lot. Um that's like my way of um just coping with everything I like to journal, like to write. And I remember that I did wrote that I wanted to start it, but in that time I was a junior in college. So it was around twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. um and it's really interesting because i feel like i was in um the shot of truth podcast when i was actually thinking about it yeah yeah. the sister podcast
1: shout out vicky
0: so it's really interesting it's just like oh i don't know i get emotional now because i'm thinking i'm talking about it with you but I also talked about it with her and it wasn't even physical it was just an idea so now that it's physical it's well a full circle moment yeah look at that
1: (laughs) and listen from here on out, you'll only have greater opportunities you know what I mean it's
0: just
1: (laughs) manifesting it right
0: yeah um but yeah I started manifesting in 2019 and it was because um it's really funny and I think that maybe every or almost every entrepreneur has that little, little, how do I say all of this in a short sure minute of time when they ask you how you start your business because I feel that at least for me, my business came because of um, my lifestyle or, and also because of who I am. And I also found a problem and then you know I found a solution to a problem because um, I think that a big thing in order for your business to be successful and whatnot is you need to have a solution to a problem. And, of course, intentionality and not doing it just for the money. Um, because, you know, I'm a big, and I don't know if you noticed, but um, through my social media stuff that I'm really about healing energy and not just doing things just because. Um, and I think that when it comes to abundance and your mindset, you need to have a sense of gratitude, you know, a sense of gratitude for things. Um, but, yes, um, for to begin with, the main thing that happened a, because of a lot of things um, was my status. I'm here in the U.S. and I am fully undocumented without DACA. So I don't have any work permit or anything. And when I was in college, I fully knew I ever never knew ever since I came here that I didn't have nothing. Um, but I didn't really understand the consequences until, you know, I was applying to college. And I think that's a common theme on our community that you really don't understand until you tried to apply for your driver's license, your first job and all of these yeah. things. But you always
1: knew that you were like undocumented yeah. and everything, right? I
0: always knew. Okay. Yeah. I I'm really grateful for them to, for never right. hiding that for me, but I never really right. understood what it meant until I had to, you know, I wanted to find a job in high school or yeah. actually, in school I wanted to work and would not in eighth grade or whatever. Um, and then it started hitting me more when I was trying to apply for college because here in Boston, where Massachusetts is a state, um, undocumented students without DACA they don't really have um, any financial aid opportunities. We don't, we can fill out FAFSA. Right. Um, some states are eligible, they don't allow us here. So that's when I, it hit me. Okay, what do I need to do? <clears throat> Thankfully, gratefully, I was able to get a scholarship based on my grades, um, and that's how I made it to college. And it's like, and tell me how you feel up. You relate to it too, because um, yeah, after one chapter of your life, you'd be like, okay, what's next? How do I figure it out? Okay, next four years. Because <laughs> no, that's how life- I was too. Mm-hmm.
1: Listen, I I was in um in high. I you know I came here when I was seven years old, so I always knew like I I was undocumented. Um, but like you said, I didn't know what that really meant till I started uh, applying for colleges in high school. applying for jobs and and bank cards later on being denied i'm like why am i getting denied like you know what's what's so different on them taking a risk on me than like some than another kid my age or something and then and then just getting a bunch of no's and then that's that's i think where we we get creative like you said um and not and then building that mental like strength because we have to have that mental strength and then build it up uh, and not like succumb to the pressure that that that's constantly being like thrown at us and no I, I absolutely relate that too and I had to get creative and mm-hmm. even with DACA you don't get like FAFSA um, so going to college I had I couldn't go out um, out of state is like you know as you know is more expensive you have to stay in state and then all my peers were going to Mm-hmm. Um, these other big colleges and I'm just like wow like am I like you know I started like just doubting myself and mm-hmm. then I'm like you know what no I'm just gonna push myself through with it and I, I, I relate to that uh, absolutely
0: yeah no yeah and thank you for sharing because it's interesting this whole college thing Um, because by the time but then in 2017 when I graduated from high school I really didn't know that I just believe that going to college was the only way for me. Um, I did not know have other opportunities. I didn't know about entrepreneurship um, or other forms of, you know, creating your income, whether you have a social or not. Later, when my junior year of college, um, because I wish that I would have known that since I would have made a decision more um, more of mine. I feel like I was doing college from parents. And you know, the idea of the of the American dream, like you need to go to school and all of these things. But I also think that you can still be successful to what it means to be successful to you in a different way, you know? So I do want to put that out there because I think that society is changing. Um, our people is also changing and not everybody who's an the did can go to college, like, no. Um, and sometimes being a business owner can be more doable than going to college, which is a mind blow to me. But, um, Thankfully, I ended up in a university here in Boston um, with a full ride, and I was able to finish on that, um, and I was like, okay, I graduated from high school, I got this money (laughs) The school, okay, I'm all set for the next four years, but it's not really like that. I think that, at least for me, once I figure something out, what's next, because it's always going to come up what's next to figure it out. It's like a puzzle every four years. Yeah. And my school is interesting. Have you heard of Northeastern before? Yeah.: Yeah, okay, so with Northeastern is that you do five years, um, and they make you do five years because while you're in school for undergrad, you're supposed to get real world experience. So you're supposed to get hired for internships and then you get paid for an internship and while you're right. in school. Yeah, just so you can get ready for the workforce.: Of course, that didn't really apply to me, and I didn't know that. Um, and I didn't know that until I got in there. Um, because you're supposed to start planning your co-op internship, whatever. In oh. Yeah, because you're supposed to do a pay internship for a semester, um, and it goes into your credits. And then, right. Supposedly, once you're out, you find a, you find a job and whatever, right?
1: Right, right. Um,
0: so, my freshman year, I was trying to find an internship because that's how early you you start think about these things. So you start working on software. Wow, year. from
1: freshman yeah. year that's yeah, well. yeah. yeah usually people yeah. don't even start thinking about it till like junior year exactly.
0: or so later really in rapid, sophomore year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a really rapid um fast-paced thing that i didn't really understood because first of all i never i'm I was the first man in my family to go to college right. and then this school is super like okay next year you're supposed to have a job within your field and it's like whoa wait i don't even know what i want to study so wait hold on <laughs> um and I think that that's when it hit me. My second semester freshman year, when I was like, "Okay, let me start getting this club thing started," and I just realized that I was like, "Wait, their pay and it's like a full time, forty hours a week." A lot of um universities in the U.S. they have you know their office for first generation students, and then when the first gen have another documented um office, but my school was just so behind on these things that they didn't even have a first gen office um so now yeah actually my classes started a first generation um office and you know the department and it's sad
1: that you, you like it's something that we even have to like put yeah like into their agenda because yeah. otherwise it was just it's it. been staying like that for years right and yeah, only only now have i seen more and more uh colleges also just adopting more like um resources for know. undocumented kids and latinos in generally right
0: yeah yeah and of course, I was, I was considered an international student, um, but I was not, and it was a whole mess. And, oh, it's complicated, but long yeah. story short, I was trying to apply for to create my internship, and they gave me the option that I could work for free 40 hours. And I was like, mm, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on, wait, wait.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, oh, yeah, no.
0: They were like, you still get the experience. So they had the motto at, you know, at my university, Oh my God, I feel like I'm talking mad crap about them, but it's okay. I, I'm already gone. So all, yeah,
1: yeah, you out of there. What do you got to worry about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, but they have the whole exploration learning. That's their motto. So they will always refer to that. They will be like, okay, you will get experience, whatever. And I was like, wait, but I'm working 40 hours for free. And in my head, I'm like, I got bills to pay. I, gotta, I, gotta, I can't afford that, you know?
1: Yeah, so, we don't have that luxury. Come no, on now.
0: And from that moment on, everything changed in my college experience um because i was a political science major um because i've always been about you know the community and learning how to you know give back to a community or make it better and i believe that because i had some background in community organizing during high school so i believe that okay um maybe political science might be the field international relations might be the field but i still learning more about in school and i was like oh i can't do this like this is too slow i'm a person that i need to make change quick and i need to see results i can i can with the whole bureaucracy thing that you need to go to this and like i can't i know um, we know this
1: yeah like we're <laughs> we like,
0: like... go so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what what ends up happening too with all like these politicians is they you know they well from mm-hmm. what i've read it's just like they go in trying to make change like they you know genuinely trying to change the system and then just they they too many obstacles and then they just kind of fall into this uh into this rut where they're just going through the motions and just getting their money right like and then yeah. there's just no change and then just, just a yeah. full circle
0: yeah yeah and that's one of the questions i really want into this feel? what do i do and that's when a lot of things came up too um because i think that for you to find your life or what you're supposed to be doing in the in your in your journey a lot of chaos also needs to happen because you're changing, you're growing and a lot of people don't feel good about the chaos and the chaotic part before, you know, the light. Um, so that's when a lot of my mental um, health issues have started to happen. I started getting super super anxious and I think that I never had anxiety or didn't start developing until I started college, which is super sad wow. I mean, to think that, yes, it's super sad to think that wow, going to this thing caused me this, and now I'm still recuperating for it because it's so it's a it's a condition that you yeah. once you start developing, you need to treat it. It's like any other, you know, um, condition. And my depression also started starting because I think that I got into too much in my head. Okay, I don't have any more things to do because I just thought that that was the only thing. Right, you um, came
1: to like you you found yourself coming to like a wall, right, and you couldn't yeah. see yourself getting past yeah. it. Yeah, yeah
0: and, and it's super sad because I really wish that no one would go through that. But I also think that I had to go through that to be where I am. So it's super conflicting. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, and it was a really dark time because I couldn't tell my parents since I didn't know how to deal with it myself. And then just think about me being a freshman thinking about what I had to do after university, which is too much to think about. Um,
1: Did you have, and- like... Uh, sorry to interrupt you I'm just like did you have because I feel like oftentimes we also just don't have other people that like relate to to what we're going through and it's a lot of vent up like emotions and that's a big cause
0: of it yeah no definitely I mean of course you have your friends and they knew but I think that there's so much that they can help you with and also it was super hard for me to ask for help because since I'm always been the one handling a lot of things on yeah. my own. It's always to ask for like, okay, I'm feeling and plus back then it wasn't really normal to talk about anxiety. Um at least I felt ashamed talking about it because I really, I really I didn't Especially really like
1: know. with our parents, they're like, what <laughs> kisses?" <So> like <laughs>
0: yeah. and you know, I just handle it on my own, but I don't recommend that. <laughs> I'm like, please do yeah. not ask for help because it really adds to other things in your life. And well, I, that's when I changed my major too. I was like, I can be, if I can control my internship, let me focus on what I can control since that has been my motto ever since, you know, I came to the U.S. control I'm like, hand. focus
1: on, I'm like, yeah. use use whatever cards uh I have in my um, hand. Not Don't worry yeah, about the ones I don't. Yeah. Totally, um, totally.
0: Look out the noise. Just focus on what you can. At least you know that you have all this money for this school. Then focus on that on the, the thing that you can. Even mm-hmm. if you can work on your field, you know that you can always make money different ways, whether it's serving or whatever, you know. Um, absolutely you know of course it's a hard thing to face because you are here to build your career or whatever at least that was my idea back then Mm. Uh, but yeah I changed my 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 major to or my field to um, marketing and design graphic design and I've always been a creative person but I really didn't know how to explore that and I Mm. think that a lot of things in my life experiences have prepared me to be a business owner because I think that you need to, and even being that has prepared me to be a business right. owner i think right. that also that's also why a lot of you know our community have businesses because we just adapt so easily I yeah i'm gonna that,
1: say the same like all everything that we go through is kind of we you know we dealing with the business is kind of like uh, we go through it anyways like in our daily lives you know, and in different ways
0: and the level of stress too because mm-hmm. i think that sound, and it sounds so it's going to sound so messed up but i think that since I'm so used to, you know, having stressful situations in my life before being a business owner, now that I have business related things, I'm like, okay, we'll figure it out. You know, it's not a big deal, but it creates a lot of mental capacity that, you know, I'm just grateful for being able to learn those soft skills that a lot of people don't know or don't have because they haven't been through, you know, like different life, yeah. specific life experiences like being unstable or... Um, adapting to change or you know, making quick decisions or being creative and being resourceful. I think that that's a big thing about us too. We're so resourceful, um, we can make so many things with little. And yeah. even my, I, I don't know, it's just so beautiful that I think that all those things have led me to, you know, have And that that's now. like the
1: whole embodiment, and embodiment <laughs> of um, your business. Like, your business yeah. is like out of coconuts, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> like,
1: like, like out of all out of all the things, like you made a business out of coconuts. Like yes, that's amazing.
0: Yes. Yeah. And for the <laughs> listeners, I think that I haven't really said what my business is. Yeah. So right. You know, let me say that before I continue with how yeah. I led.
1: And I'll but, introduce it before the, like everything too. Awesome. So. <laughs>
0: okay, yes, Thank you. But yes, um, I'm the owner and founder of Lunar Artesanal and we are a business based in Boston, but we work with artisans in Salvador to create handmade artisan products. Um, using coconut or just artisan um, products but mainly with coconut we mainly work with coconut and um, yeah, we go from earrings to bags to um, candles launching tomorrow. Actually, by the way, I'm just going to put that there just in case.
1: What? You're doing candles <laughs> yes, now?
0: Yes, we're doing candles. So, oh my um, I started with just earrings, but then oh, I, I know that coconut can, you can do so many things with coconut because it's a really unsustainable product and you can just maneuver different things to do and um, starting that the core line where I wanted to do coconut and especially began coconut because um so is important to you know all of those little things that when you when you burn it what it does to your body, so mm. yes making sure that whatever product that I create is sustainable because of course that's a one of my things too um I don't want to create more stuff or more or more things to the planet, and it's really interesting to also build a sustainable brand when you know you're still also an immigrant and like you have to make because sustainability is expensive and i think that that's yeah. that makes me so mad and that's another topic in, a, in their own but yes luna is a sustainable brand um we work with coconut and we create different products but as of now we only have earrings bags and um candles so that's luna only
1: she says only, only like yes,
0: because I have only, <laughs> you,
1: you started this like naughty what how many months like has it even okay, been a year okay. it,
0: it's no, been a no no not even um not even right yeah no no i launched it on August.
1: right Uh, yeah it's been a couple of months and you're saying only and you have like like a whole catalog (laughs) already like
0: (laughs) of awesome
1: products by the way it's not just like (laughs) no
0: no thank you but yes that's the that's
1: the story what happened yeah no since no you know since we got it right into the business tell us like more about um the name how you came up with the name the mission and and why coconuts out of, out of all the fruits yes. or materials like, uh, like, like wood or your, or the typical, like, what are they used for, for earrings, copper, or. Yes, actually
0: these are the ones, one of them. Yes. Um, they're one of our styles, actually one of the original styles, the first drop. I remember that right. when I first punched, that was one of the first styles. So <laughs> I'm close. It means a lot, but, um, so Luna, because I have a deep love for the moon, me personally, I just connect with her so much. Um, And I've always been a really intuitive person. And even when I was little, I would feel, I don't want to be arrogant because it's not a word, but you know when you're a special child. Like, you know, when you're different. And I always knew I was different, not because I was an immigrant, but also because... I would rather, you know, just be outside watching the moon or like watching the sun or like the sky than like playing in the playground. I don't know why it's to have this thing with um, the cosmos and everything. And even when I was going through my dark peri- period of time, um, when I was dealing with mental health really bad, back in college, I would just resource, of course, to God, you know, because of my parents and, and my, my upbringing. But also I would resource to nature, especially the moon. Mm-hmm. um, And... When I was manifesting what I wanted to create with my business, I wanted to be intentional because I wanted to be abundant. And for me, the moon is super abundant. Um, and just seeing all the phase changes that the moon goes through and how it affects humanity, how it affects the ocean, how it affects women, and even, you know, plants. And this my right. parents, they grew up planting. Um, in Salvador, we created a lot, a lot of coffee. So my parents, they work in the in the coffee fields when they were little. And my dad will always tell me that the moon will help them know when yeah. to plant because of the cycle. So I just find that so beautiful.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. Um, we used to do this, the same thing, too. I was, I was little. I remember just going and um, helping my family pick, like, coffee beans from the plants. Oh, it was it, it, I treasure that, like, memory so much just because, you know, it's not, it's unique. It, it really, like, uh, to, to when it comes to the, the environment here, right? you're listening to the leo podcast i'm kevin munoz support for today's episode comes from my patreons if you enjoy the show and are looking for bonus content and to further support the show then head on over to patreon.com slash latinamericaneo or visit my website latinamericaneo.org to join the growing leo podcast community because the learning doesn't stop with this episode there's also some sick merch on my website everything from shirts coffee mugs and tote bags all info will be at the bottom in the show notes. Now let's get back to today's episode.
0: Yeah. so I feel like in San Francisco, South America, where there's platano, coffee, or sugar, yep. cane is so big over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I was thinking about the name, I wanted to incorporate nature, but I didn't know how. And then I was like, let me just name it. I was just going to name it Luna, but then I was thinking, no, it has to say, I just wanted to say in the name what it was about. Um, so I just added artisanal and luna at the same luna artisanal and also because during that time I was studying branding and design so I had a little bit of background with branding and how to make it appealing and all of that so that's how it came up Um, and initially it wasn't even about the coconut yet I just wanted to create I just wanted to actually sell the the bags, um, the the textile bread, bag, bags. Oh,
1: the bags! Is, yeah, so yeah, the bags were that. before the earrings, and um, yes. when you planned it, right?
0: Mm-hmm, when I planned it, um, but I then I was able to find the artists who work with coconut, and I didn't even know that you could do this. With, I didn't even know anything about coconut until I started talking to them and more about the production methods and everything. And it's super beautiful because my family, my mom, she's from the coast of of Salvador. So I did grow up knowing that you can use coconut as like different things but not like mm. beauty stuff. Because you yeah. know, you, you grew up with like coconut oil, coconut face wash, that's, whatever yeah. yeah, but not really these things or other things. And I was like my I was mind though. I was like, Wow, you can do all of this with this fruit, like what? <laughs> how do you me- how do
1: you get in contact with these people? Like I did
0: Yeah. Like- they just I'm hit talking. someone
1: up like like you saw like people were working with coconuts and you're like i'm oh, gonna hit no. them up like no, no. <laughs>
0: actually you know when you work with with intention in your journey i think that things just start aligning up i'm a big person about alignment and i think that if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing everything's going to come up easy so my mom's a hair stylist um she does um yeah she does hair here in boston and one of her clients um, actually comes from El Salvador to visit her family. And every time she comes, she does her hair with my mom. So my mom was telling her that I was trying to find artisans to work with them. And, you know, mothers, they will always be bragging about their kids. Like, oh, oh yeah. she's doing this. Ah, oh, she wants this. And sometimes it will bother me because I'm like, I'm too humble sometimes. And I don't want people to know until I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that my mom bragging about me thinking about my business led me to my artisans. <laughs> so thank wow. you. Wow. There you yeah. go.
1: So there you go. Um, Tell your parents yeah. all about your your ideas because you never know.
0: I know. <laughs> and she was just casually telling her. And literally, it was so funny that one of her students back in South because her client is a professor back there um one of her students wasn't an, is an artisan and that's how I got in touch with the artisans through wow. the professor's client and then from there you know I contacted him what's up um and then we started talking and then planning and then creating and just trying to know what it would mean for me to export because I can re- I can travel back um and that was my main concern how am I going to bring all of this without knowing how to go back like that was the thing that I thought was going to stop me but no um it wasn't an issue and then I came across my, the cooperative, um, um, Calot, that they're the cooperative that works with the coconut. Um, okay. yeah, they're located in La Paz, in Salvador, and they have a more established co-op because they're different type of co-ops, but this one is, um, it it is just more funding for different things. Right. And I just found out about them because I followed a lot of, um, pages in Instagram from Salvador and entrepreneurship and whatnot over there. And one of them posted them and I just messaged them. I was just thinking, Hey, I just introduced myself, but then I didn't have, but it's it's really funny because it took a lot for them to reply to me. And also since I didn't have a business yet, because there was just an idea. So it was either I was scamming them or not, you know, because (laughs) random girl from Boston texting us, Oh, she wants to work with us, but there's no business. There's no profile. Where's it at? Because I hadn't registered yet. And I remember messaging them, in, messaging them in October. That's when I sent a the DM and they replied to me until February. <laughs> but it's okay. So, so it, it, yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, so yeah, I mean, it took them a little while, but ah, good for you for for yeah. even like messaging them when it, it's yeah. only like an idea and, and you're trying to make this work. Um, yeah, that takes a lot of courage.
0: That you takes a lot of courage. Out.
1: You really yeah. do. No, you really do. Yeah. Uh,
0: It was funny because I actually didn't think they were going to reply to me. I emailed them, I texted them on Facebook, IG, and then out of nowhere, in February, last year, they just replied to me back and I was like, oh my God, yes. What was your reaction?
1: What did they say? What did they say?
0: They were just like, oh, um, because, you know, also back home is different and really really interested with social media since sometimes they don't check and all of these things. um." But thankfully, ever since then we were able to create a relationship and you know, um, I really care about them because I you know that as you know that they the families that I work with, they also have families. It's not just like, oh yeah, I just pay you and I don't think about you. Like, no. I yeah. think that you make a brand sustainable and that does social um purpose, you also are involved with them, their family, because at the end of the day, you're supporting them. Um right. and they're supporting you. It's not just take, 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 it's reciprocity. And um they just told me how to make the stuff the prices what I wanted to design with with the coconut and that's how everything started just a dm um hoping they were going to respond and then of course a lot of meetings online because you know production you need to be you can, can be present physically but that didn't really stop me from creating I think that as long as it's going to take longer because production usually takes nine months um and you also need to be planning ahead, but at the same time, it's the the lesson behind it. You can't just give up because one little hiccup was present. Right. You keep going and be creative about things if you really want it that bad. Um, so that's how I started working with them. And wow! So you,
1: so how <laughs> did you? So you pitched an idea to them, and then everything else. You you've had meetings to make this to um, mm-hmm. so your idea come come to life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I Wow
1: that's
0: beautiful <laughs> thank you i was really clear to them i was like listen um it's not physical yet because i still need to register but i'm planning on registering the business at this t- at this month um once i have the registration i can start actually you know being official because of course to create the contracts with them and making sure that they are mm. safe and i'm safe and the payments and everything is you know good um i needed to register the business creating an LLC." And I told them, I was being honest, just give me two more months and I'll give you the registration so you can be good. But wow. please, don't, don't leave me, please. Like I literally, there's a lot of faith too. I think that you need to trust, they need to trust you. And in business, that can be really interesting because, you know, people think that you can't trust anybody in business, but that's the thing. When you do business different with intention and about right. the people, it's different. It's not just, I'm taking from you.
1: So since you mentioned it, like how was your experience as building uh the registering your business um with you know a lot of I think it's a lot of pressure on I feel like and and uh especially like you know if you're undocumented and starting your own business and how do how do you even go about that like how did you go about it
0: yeah um I don't know if you follow Legal Amiga in Instagram
1: I don't think I do
0: yeah but Liga Amiga is a lawyer um, for businesses. Um, and I came across her because um, when I was in college, after I couldn't really find out that I could work, I started being a consultant. Um, and that's how I made income during college, being a consultant in marketing mm-hmm. for different businesses. And one of my clients was Vive Cosmetics. Um, and right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember
0: yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. One of the, yeah. Vive Cosmetics is a Latina owned brand. Um and they're cruelty free and vegan they're based in california but they ship around the us so just shout out to them because um <laughs> to them i found out about about legal amiga because she's the one who helped them with their business stuff and no, yeah and i asked her how to register an lc and all of this um of course it's expensive and of course she gave me different prices but the information i got it um but luckily, one of my also my my best friends. She she found she opened um, her business during COVID. in his Vita shop. Um, it's the first Boston railway store. And through her, I was able to find out that I could actually do it for free through my university, which is ah. Uh, I didn't know wow. that. No way.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: no that's so funny i'm telling you you need to talk to people (laughs) people. we
1: just went full circle (laughs)
0: and that i think that's just a lesson about things that sometimes (laughs) your answer is right in front of you but you're not looking
1: Uh, but that's the other thing too like you didn't know that and like you know i guess that's just Another thing at university is like that you, you're saying too, is like, you got to ask, you know, you got to go look around. Yeah. You got to look around for the resources and ask because yeah. that's how you find an answer.
0: Yes, yes. And whoever is from California listening to this episode and you're thinking of opening up your business and registering, please contact Liga Amiga Taylor. That's her name. Um, of course, when you're a lawyer, you can only do business or lawyer stuff in California. That yeah. was my, that my reason why she couldn't help me. But I really trust and support and follow her content and I, I'm always I always keep learning from her because um it's a really trustworthy lawyer so shout out to her um and whoever's in California yeah just look her up but I was able to live here in Boston through Northeastern because they have a little fle- free clinic for small businesses in Boston. Okay. Yeah and my friend um the founder of Uvida Shop she did it through there and since I was an undergrad and I'm from Boston they were able to help me. And the thing is two parts. Um, when you're trying to file for registration for NLLC, you it's like a two fee. Um, the labor that the lawyers do, that's you know, one fee that you have to pay. And that was the most expensive one. Um and then because of the registration itself, it was only five fifty, five hundred and fifty. Um, but then the labor, the paperwork, the filing that the lawyer does, that's the most expensive thing.
1: Right. Um
0: of course, I had to pay that five hundred fifty because that's you just have to pay it. But I didn't pay that that labor from from the lawyers, which it sounds bad saying it. But well, you know they're supportive, so I'm going to say I'm going to you know feel. Well, like- it doesn't sound
1: bad at all because you use the resources around yeah. you. Um, they got paid anyways. You're they just right, didn't get paid right. by you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're
0: like right. they get
1: paid either way. Like <laughs> you're right. You're right. But you shouldn't feel bad about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I use my resources. That's a. That's a. That's a. That, that's right. Uh,
1: the that's important, important part too. You're smart for that. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, that's how I did it, and usually that's the way to go. Whether you, whatever you're filing, whether it's an LLC, an corp or any other type of business or an entity you have to you know pay the lawyer and then the registration from your state because every state has different prices mm-hmm. um, and also the different type of business so that's how I went about it and it took some time um, because I was filing my IT number um, and for right. those of you who don't know what an IT is everybody has an IT even US citizens um, and that's just a number that you used to pay your taxes um, and luckily um, those of us who don't have a social we can use that to you know be consultant and um, create your businesses of course once you have your business your business gets an EIN and that's why that's social for your business technically that's, that's a best, the easiest way to explain it but mm-hmm. through that EIN you can get your bank account for your business and file the taxes for your business but just an individual you get your IT um, and that's how it happened and yeah, it was through my university. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's still. I was talking
0: so bad about that I know you're,
1: you're talking all this crap about your university, and you're like, yeah, they paid for my building my own <laughs> <okay>?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah. All right, so I mean, talk to us about like the um the what is what's your everyday look like um handling your business uh. Are you doing everything? Um, has your family stepped in to help you? Uh tell us all all about that. Like how do you yes. deal with the everyday tasks?
0: Yes. Um, of course, pre-luncheon it was all me you know because I didn't want to bring anybody in until I knew what I was doing and I still don't know what I'm doing so don't get me wrong but <laughs> don't, you know, like, don't say
1: that don't say that no <laughs>
0: I mean I still don't know but I know like I'm like okay okay. you know yeah. a lot
1: you know a lot I think oh, you're just not like giving that. yourself enough credit that that you think yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um you will learn as we go but yes um my family has been so crucial to me since the beginning because when I first told my parents that I wanted to launch it, they just didn't know how real I was about it because I think that a lot of people nowadays say, Oh yeah, I wanted to open up my business about this or open up this and they don't follow through. But my parents, they were just like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And I didn't know what it's going to turn out, but, um, at least exporting things my parents have helped me with, you know, making sure that I'm working because I'm also a full-time worker. Um, and I have my business, In if i home, they get the packages um, and whatnot. My brother is super creative as me, so sometimes it's really nice to talk to him about my creative ideas with the next campaign, next launch, or photoshop things. Um, Even yeah, my friends still have, they have helped me so much with being the models for, for my, my launches. I have, when I think that, because I can do it on my own. Um of yeah. course I don't have official employees, but I my friends, my friends have helped me doing little things. But yeah, in terms of employees, I don't have any yet. But that's one thing that hopefully next year, this year comes because we need we need it. And I also I manifest I'm manifesting yeah, that and putting that work too for it. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's it's cool too. you these like the launches that you do, they're very like professional. Um no,
0: and in my me.
1: yeah, no, in my in my eyes, like they're very professional and And in many's too, like it just looks like what you would see as a, as a commercial, which, you know, obviously what you're going for. And that's what you, you got like, and then just doing that with only your, your friends and everything. um, It's, it looks like, that's amazing. Like you guys, it shows how passionate you are um, about, about that and and how much they believe in you as well. Right.
0: Thank you. No, no. Yes. And I'm super grateful for them because um, one thing that I learned from my past clients whenever they will do their, their campaigns and the people that will, the the people they will look for to be part of the campaigns. I want to go back to my community. I don't want to just hire anybody to, you know, like model for me or be photographing for me because I think that why would I hire just a stranger when I have my friends and they also, I'm also supporting them in their skills and their craft and also supporting me. So it's just a beautiful thing to, you know, Mm -hmm. going back playing a lot of people that I work with that also, you know, immigrants themselves. So it's just going back like that whole circular economy. And I just love it. It's so beautiful to <laughs> be able to do it. But day-to-day, it's a lot because um, I'm the one behind designing everything, marketing, then, you know, inventory stuff, financials, um, what's next type of thing, production, um, cleaning. Like, I can – that's the thing sometimes when I talk about entrepreneurship, they just show the glamorous side. But no, it's not glamorous at all, all the time. Sometimes you got to roll up yeah. your sleeves cleaning, staying up, especially for different pop-ups, events when you go to different places to sell physically. Um, Those are my favorites because you can connect with others. I think that you just meet new people, meet other other entrepreneurs and you build more community. And it's just, I I love those. And I really hope this year brings more of those because of COVID we we haven't been able to do too many, but that's one of my favorite things. I love connecting like this, but I think that there's just something different about, See you in person, you know.
1: No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. No, absolutely. Um, but every
0: day looks different too, because uh, I know you ask what my day, my day looks like, but every day looks different. There's no, I do the mm. same thing. I'm trying to create a routine, but it's just so different because things change so quickly, and that's the whole thing about being adaptable to things. Um, let's see, a production team went wrong, so I have to spend more time on that. Then I can't do my marketing anymore. I have to wait until tomorrow to do my marketing, but. Usually to keep it short, since I work from nine to five after my five, um, from seven to nine, seven to ten PM, I just focus on Luna. Whether it is wow. yeah and so yes,
1: your days your days are long, huh?
0: Yeah, and that's why <laughs> I don't recommend it too because you also need to take care of your mental health. <laughs> um, and rest and you know, making sure that you're nourishing yourself. I think that at the beginning I was just go, 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 go but now I'm right. trying with this also trying to slow down um at least have one day where I don't work at all but we're getting better we're getting better um but yeah especially lunch days lunch weeks they're longer but I also think that and tell me tell me what you think but I don't know when you're doing what you love, it doesn't matter what time it is. It's just, just yeah. you're not working. You're just creating. And
1: yeah, it's money
0: comes out of it somehow, but you're just creating, you know, <laughs> that's, that's just them. the, that's
1: just the fruits of, of your work. Um, yeah. But yeah. I no, that's, that's so true. A lot of, a lot of people like quit their, um, their nine to five and say they're working like instead of nine to five, like eight hours now they're working like, like 17 hours or something. But, but you know, it's, it's like you said, that's, it's your own work and like you're it's something that you're you're passionate about as well. Um yeah. how is balancing I know you mentioned a little bit but balancing like your your other job with your business like have there been challenges where you you've had to like sacrifice something for one or the other?
0: Yeah. Um it's not perfect. I'm not going to say that it is because it's not. Um it's hard when the, you have so many things in your mind sometimes. I think that being focused has been a little big thing to learn about because, you know, especially with production, when I'm producing a new product and I get a call from, you know, work or because I don't work at from home, I work physically where I work. So I have to be really attentive at work. I can be multitasking. If I was working from home, I think that it would be easier to, you know, Okay, yeah. I'm working from home. You can check my email from the Luna, you know. But when mm-hmm. I'm basically really there, it's really not that easy. So that has been taking the time commitment, and also weekends. Weekends is when a lot of pop ups happen. And I want to do more of those, but sometimes I work weekends, so that's like mm, oh wow, you know, right, right. Um, but you know, just planning ahead. If I know that I want to do this pop up, let me ask the day off or the week off, the weekend yeah. off, um, so I can do my my Luna stuff, my the business, but. I'm still working. So if you have any tips, let me know, because I'm still learning how to balance it. I think that learning how to say no too. you need to learn how to say no. Um, As I said, I'm so used to, you know, handling things on my own that I'm like, I got it. I got it. But then I'm like, I'm like, no girl, you don't, you need to say no or ask for help or delegate. Um, But I'm still learning. and It's not perfect though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, that's the important part. You know, you're, you're always, you're always learning. And I think, you'll get to that point where you're like uh I'm going to go full in on on your on your business yeah. and and you know you, you'll you'll know when that when that time is I feel like that's just part of how the universe works in my opinion um yeah. that's the way I am too with like the podcasting it's just like I never thought I'd be here and then and then here I am and I, I love know. it like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was going to say like what are um the biggest challenges that you faced like as an entrepreneur or would you just would you say like the nine to five or are you are working like your day job and and managing uh your business being like the biggest challenge
0: one of the main things has been i think financial stability because as i said since um i don't really have a work permit it's really interesting to you know make sure that i cover my bills and you know things that i have to pay and also make sure my business is growing and then the money is right. being okay where it has to be so that has been one, and also just doing everything on your own, you know, um, wearing yeah. so many cats. um, it takes a toll on your on your on your body and on your how tired you feel, um, and I think producing a broad too, because since I said I'm, I'm I can leave to see the production and how fast it's going, I think that I need to be extra intentional with every meeting that I am and seeing how things are produced, and making sure they're doing what I'm telling them to do. Right. Um, because it's not like I can just drive to, you know, to that city where they are located, and just go on a weekend and see the production. Yeah, I feel However, like that's
1: a, tough, that's a tough part, too, yeah.
0: A tough part, but at the same time, it's not impossible to make it, you know? And I think that has taught yeah. me that if you really want it, you're going to go get it. It doesn't matter what things are in the way. But I think those three, um, and yeah just taking care of yourself resting
1: awesome yeah um, no absolutely and I, I
0: think yeah good another,
1: another thing I wanted to touch on because I just think it's awesome before we run out of time here it's just like that um you're you know you said you have with a mission and, and you do everything with with intention and I saw looking through your through your website like some of the proceeds go towards turtles or to, sa- to saving the turtles right and yes. that's that's I think that's awesome that, that's amazing how did this like come about
0: yeah so it's actually a lot um the foundation and co-op that i work with um since they're also they have different cycles to the people that i work with they're artisans but they also see fisher um okay. woman mm-hmm. so um a portion of the profits that we make from what we make from the product it goes to their total liberation program so they actually raise and produce the eggs um you know keep them so they can grow into being a full total and liberated to the ocean and yeah since they're on the coast located as well and also that the sea turtles that we work with they're in in, um extension as well so it's like wow so beautiful that we're creating these new products but at the same time we're also creating new turtles to go into the sea and also of course it's not like the total is going to grow next month but at the same time it's like it's long-term effect of you know creating new life um and oh i can't listen my buzzer right <laughs> but um yeah it's 25 percent of what we make goes into the liberation um sea total programming every season of liberation we have been liberating 100 200 totals so it's just so beautiful to see just making new yeah. life you know entrepreneurship
1: yeah no everything you do i love it it's all it's all amazing work yeah. and and i'm so happy to have you on here so you know, before, before I let you go, is there anything that you, you want to tell the audience that we maybe haven't covered and that you'd like to right now?
0: Um, I just tell them to, you know, pursue whatever they want to pursue, to not be stopped because of little no's or doors closing, because those doors that close are the ones that are going to open up the one that is for you, and just to not care what the people are going to say. I think that a lot of, things so a lot of people that I know they don't do their passion, their thing because they're afraid of the what if. But I think that the one thing that is going to eat them alive is thinking about the what if if they didn't do it, you know? So just show your shot. Shoot your show with anything that you want. You'll have one life. So if it doesn't work out, all right then. It didn't work out but you tried. So yeah. being apolog we being unapologetic about your dreams, your passions, it doesn't matter whether you're undocumented, non-documented, um you know if you live in another country because you know I know that your podcast can be worldwide so whoever is listening in other countries of the U.S. you should just shop you never know what's at the other side and as I said whatever is yours is going to be waiting for you and just the alignment of things is just so beautiful and that's how you know you're walking on your path too because everything aligns see, and it's just so beautiful So that's deep that's
1: deep i was not ready for all that you got got me like navigating in this like spiritual plane now like (laughs) no that's that's great okay and where where can people um follow your work support you where can people find all your beautiful products that that you're and just one one more time too when before you know telling us uh where people can find you and get in contact with you just tell us your catalog again like what do what you currently offer and what you're going to be um selling and i'll try also to just um when i do like the pictures on instagram and stuff i, I want to showcase some of your products because I, you. I, I love them
0: thank you yes and you can find the business in instagram um as underscore um and also the website Artesanal with double double a um and can you link it also on Oh yeah,
1: I'm gonna have every I'm gonna have your yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have your Instagram, your website, yeah. I'll have it, I'll have it all in the in the show notes. As
0: Thank well. you. And also on underscore. Um, uh, my personal is Mujer de Luna. Um and what else? That should be it. Yeah, those yeah. two. Yeah. And, and then what, what
1: do you uh what do you guys have? I I gotta say it though, before <laughs> before you list everything, I when I saw you release the the um was it the backpack, I think. That's it, that's that's awesome like it was just beautiful like it's it's so it's not like the the handbag but like the 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 um i don't even know how to call it like the one i think you're sold out of them i think you're sold out of them already but like they're so cool like
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no i'm glad yes um yeah um sells um handmade and artisan made products from el salvador and we may we work mainly with coconut. Um, we go from earrings um, to bags, and now working on our home decor line, which is coconut candles. Um, but everything um, is sustainable and of course, the main prime material that we use is coconut, but earrings, beauty products um and bags and coconut candles.
1: Awesome. thank you so much, May. Let's, thank you again for having um, for being on here and and learning about you and your business and and everything that comes with it.
0: No, thank you so much, Kevin, and thank you for taking the time and being patient too. Because I know it, it was long overdue since November.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Now believe me, um I get it. You know what I mean, like. If- Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a family or a friend and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps tremendously in order to bring more awareness and educational resources to our community. For more information and to stay up to date with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at Latinamericaneo. And if you need more information and resources, you can visit my website, latinamericaneo.org. I'm Kevin Munoz. This has been the Leo Podcast, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is not investment advice. I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. All information on here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied, are for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. Conduct your own due diligence or consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this podcast, expressed or implied, are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise.